0: Hey, Greyhounds fans, thank you for listening to the Hounds Huddle podcast on MoravianSports.com, the Greyhound Sports Network, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am L.J. Smith, Assistant Director of Athletic Communications at Moravian University. And on this episode, I sat down with volleyball head coach Shelly Bowder and learned about how she was a multi-sport athlete since a young age in Minnesota, her journey as an educator and coach, and lastly, finishing her 29th year as the head coach of the Greyhounds volleyball program. So let's get started and meet our guest, head coach Shelley Bowder. Thank you again for tuning in to the Hounds Huddle podcast, streaming live on MoravianSports.com. I'm LJ Smith. Joined with me this episode is head volleyball coach Shelly Bowder. Shelly, thank you so, so much for spending time with me on this episode and kind of talking about your career uh, as a student athlete all the way to spending 29 seasons at the helm of this Greyhounds program.
1: I think it'll be a fun episode, LJ. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Oh, this is going to be very fun. So let's get things underway, Coach. Going all the way back to, to your youth, how did you first learn about the sport of volleyball?
1: I believe back in the day we played just girls, volleyball, maybe an after, as an after-school sport in middle school, and but it was not very organized. Uh, and then... My sister was on the varsity team for high school. She was a senior, I was a freshman. So in the summertime, we'd go to, I guess they would be considered open gyms. And then uh, that's probably how I learned the most about volleyball, because my sister was playing. And then um, I made varsity my freshman year and played for four years, uh, volleyball in high school, and then played four years of basketball. And they just had started softball, so I played one year of that. But little known fact, I did play four years of varsity badminton.
0: Varsity badminton, wow. Yes. Learn something new every day, Coach. Yes. So multi-sport athlete, legitimately, four sports at, at that point. So was volleyball your first like real love of sport? Was it basketball? What kind of was like your go-to? Obviously, you had a sibling that played volleyball.
1: Probably softball because our park board offered softball for girls. And I used to help coach my little brother's little league team. So I played a lot of softball growing up. Um, Again, we didn't really have it in high school, but I played in women's leagues too. Um, So yeah, probably played a lot more softball.
0: That's very cool. So you, you mentioned you play those sports for, for four years in high school. Were you recruited? What was the recruiting process like back coming then? in? Yeah, back, back then. in the olden
1: days? <laughs> I don't think I was recruited for volleyball. My sister played in college at Bethel. It was Bethel College, but now it's Bethel University. Uh, so I was aware of the program and I knew I wanted to go to Bethel. Um, so I played college volleyball for four years and played basketball in college for two years and then played softball for one year.
0: Wow. So what was that like trying to balance the, the seasons? Cause I know now, it now it's a little harder to balance playing multiple sports. We do have student athletes that do that here, but for you, what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, there's a definite overlap, probably not as big of the overlap as it is now, I had good friends that played on the basketball team, so I enjoyed that. I wasn't as good of a basketball player as probably I was volleyball. I remember a fun story where this would be for softball, so our coach decided we're going to go down to Arizona for spring break. Now, remember, this was in Minnesota, and we drove her big Suburban and maybe one other vehicle, and the kids drove, like the student-athletes drove. (laughs) So we drove from Minnesota to Arizona. It was crazy. You can never do that now with liability, but uh, that was a heck of a trip.
0: Wow, that, that sounds like it would have been very fun, very interesting.
1: And we got totally slaughtered by every single team we played.
0: You, you play at Bethel College at the time. You mentioned that memory, but what other things really stuck out of uh, being a student athlete for you? Was it the teammates was it the was it sports related? Was it just in general being there?
1: Probably totally the teammates and just developing those relationships and enjoying those relationships post college you know I have very good friends that are my friends today yet that uh I went to college with my college roommate. We've never lived in the same state and yet we're best friends <laughs> um so Definitely the relationships, you know, I only remember a handful of games, granted that was a long time ago, but it was more the fun times on vans or, you know, the trips and things like that, and some of the antics that we used to have with friends.
0: So after your college career ended as a student athlete, what was the next step for you after graduation?
1: I was a health and PE major, so I applied to a lot of jobs. My sister was down in Arizona. And so I decided to go down there, and I got a job probably just a few days before I was going to try to head back to Minnesota. I got a job in Arizona down in southwest Phoenix called Levine, and I was a health and PE teacher there at a... It was a K-8 school, but I just did the 4th through 8th. Um, Fun fact, there's no gymnasium, so we just had fields and like four concrete basketball courts wow. and so um yeah no gym and obviously the weather is usually pretty nice but then we had some rain and some cooler days but those are just kind of some fun times i did that for a couple of years until i moved to pennsylvania in 86.
0: so what brought you to the east coast
1: So I had family here, uh, an aunt and uncle who worked at Pinebrook Junior College. My aunt did all the P.E. and some of the sports, and she was ready to retire. And I decided that um, I would just come here and take that job. So I worked at this small junior college for about seven years until it closed in 93, I think it was. So... Yeah, I did a lot of the PE classes, did, uh, coached, I think everything, volleyball, basketball, softball. And when it closed in 93, I finished up my master's at East Stroudsburg. And then um, both the Lafayette volleyball job was open and the Raven job was open for volleyball. And I got both of the jobs and I decided to take the Moravian job.
0: Wow, so you got both job offers from Lafayette. I did. That's incredible.
1: When I was at East Stroudsburg, I was the grad assistant for basketball because the volleyball position wasn't open at the time. Okay. really enjoyed my experience at East Stroudsburg and um, worked with Rose Haller, who was the women's basketball coach at the time. I think she gave me a very good recommendation for the Lafayette coach or for the person who was interviewing me. And um, at that time, you know, Moravian did have a like physical education requirement, and I love to teach, so I just decided I would take the Moravian job, and it was a little closer to home.
0: That's, that's amazing, Coach. That's, I did not know that, so that little tidbit, just
1: wow. <laughs>
0: that, that's amazing. So you mentioned you were coaching at the community college, so mm-hmm. you coached three different sports, so was that your first taste of coaching?
1: It was aside from when I was a student teacher my senior year of college, and I helped assistant coach bas- women's basketball, girls' basketball when I was there, along with student teaching. So that was one of the only other times I officially coached. Mm-hmm. Um, and right, so when I got the Raven job in 93, I was a head coach right away, you know, not an assistant. Uh, the pay was horrible. <laughs> and uh, high school coaches were probably making more money than I was, and thankfully, some things changed with some of our new athletic directors that the one guy decided to double my salary, so then I was making a whopping five grand instead of like <sighs> 2,500. So part-time for a long time, and then received the NCAA Women and Diversity Grant. Okay. And that's what brought me into full-time here at Raven.
0: And when did that happen?
1: I think that happened around 2007.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Or maybe 2009. I can't remember now.
0: Oh, okay. So you, you were here, you started in 93.
1: Yes yeah, so I was part-time all those years. Okay. Um, obviously, my kids, you know, I had my kids then in 95 and 99 and... You know, I, I would bring him here because I would teach some classes and some of my players would babysit, you know, back in the day. I enjoyed teaching like those PE classes and my kids, Case and Caleb, kind of grew up in the gym, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, no coach can have, you know, a career without a very supportive partner or spouse. And my husband was great or is great. And uh he was able to Get off of work early enough when I was part-time that he could come home so I could coach um, and travel. So it was a, a good relationship and worked out great. Otherwise, I never would have been able to be a coach.
0: Did you have someone that really influenced you or kind of helped you out wanting to be a head coach? Was that something you knew you wanted to do after graduation? Uh, obviously, you said you, you loved to teach. But was this something you thought you would make a career out of?
1: Definitely had a lot of coaches, obviously, growing up. Um, I had some coaches who I swore I would never be like, and so that was good. But our for college, Cindy Book was our volleyball coach, and she was fantastic. You know, really ahead of her time, knew the game inside and out, just had a great way to coach and relate to the players, and so she probably was one of the ones that inspired me most you know to be a coach and yeah it kind of worked out from there
0: and you mentioned support how crucial that was and not only just from your partner but from the 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 team the the college at that time as well having uh your student athletes help babysit was that something like I feel like that's That's a memory that you'll always have, but do your kids recognize what what that was like?
1: Obviously, both of them were young at a time. You know, I have a picture of my daughter when she was an infant in a ball cart. So, (laughs) and, you know, Mary Beth was holding her as well. But they loved growing up in the gym. They loved hanging out with the players. Um, Every time we would travel, we would take them with. They'd occasionally ride in the bus with us. When we'd go out to a tournament in E-Town around Halloween... They would come with, and then I would dress them up, and they'd go to our players' rooms and do trick or treating, you know, from our players' rooms at the hotel. And so they have a lot of fun memories, I'm sure, and have really enjoyed, you know, that bonus of, you know, kind of being gym Rats
0: and having that extra family type yeah. of thing, like yeah, the for extended sure. family. That's that's awesome. So now. Are you looking to get your hands on Moravian University Greyhounds gear? Head over to moraviansports.com and click the link Sideline Store under the tab Fan Zone to find our Moravian Apparel Store. Each month, there is a promotion that offers a discount to all things Greyhounds from hats, hoodies, shirts, and more. Head to the Moravian Athletic Sideline Store today. Powered by BSN Sports. Moving forward, you've been at the school. You just finished your 29th season, 28th season and your 29th year. What has kept you in Bethlehem so long? Was it the camaraderie? I mean, obviously, Mary Beth has been here. She's in her th- 35th season. Um, so definitely a very long tenure at at the institution. Uh, what What has kept you here, Coach?
1: Well, truthfully, you know, since I didn't grow up here, I didn't know a lot about the institutions, the higher ed institutions, and so uh, I remember interviewing, and that was right after they'd won that national championship the year before, so I I didn't really know anything about Moravian whatsoever, I didn't know where it was, and then I did help Mary Beth coach those first few years that I was uh, head volleyball coach, I also helped her as an assistant basketball coach. Uh, No doubt she would probably say I was one of her best assistants. (laughs) Um, But so that was fun, too. Uh, It worked, you know, it worked with my family, being close enough, about 20 minutes from my house. And uh, I really enjoyed it. The people here have met a lot of great people all around campus, really. And um, it's been a very positive experience.
0: Now, over your tenure here, you've coached five All-Americans, a couple of Conference Players of the Year, Specialists of the Year, Rookies of the Year, All-Region Players, and 41 All-Conference Players. That's absolutely incredible to do over a tenure. What and or how does that make you feel, just hearing those numbers and making such an impact on your student-athletes?
1: I mean, the numbers are great. Yes, of course, you know, we want to win. We want to be successful. But the whole other piece of that is, you know, most of them weren't All-Americans. Most of them weren't All-Region. And so you have all these student-athletes on your roster. And trying to provide them with the best experience possible, Um, hopefully get them to, you know, develop some good relationships you know, with each other and give them some life lessons along the way. I mean, I've had some awesome players. There's no doubt about it. Some awesome teams waiting for a couple of them to get into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, those are the fun rides, right? You know, when you have those great seasons and uh, but just staying in touch, you know, when the alums, you know, I'm Facebook friends with them or I'm at the point now where they Their kids are coming to my camp, and um, it's just a strange turn of events, but it's so fun just to see how a lot of them have grown. And, you know, they may or may not be raising their own families, but they're having their lives. And just to see them post graduation and to stay in touch with them, you know, that's I love that piece of it as well. And along with a lot of the basketball players that I was close to, either from coaching or from announcing the games.
0: Is that something, I, I don't want to say goes over because it always means something to the coaches, because you develop a culture when you, when you become a head coach of the program, and you set yourself up for success, and success isn't always what it's about. It's about making and building those relationships and preparing them for post-graduation, seeing them, having conversations with them. Does that mean the most to you?
1: I mean, that is something I, I love and I cherish. And obviously, I've been coaching for so long, and, you know, I've, I've had to make changes along the way, and I'm sure I didn't always succeed in the way that I tried to do things sometimes, but uh, just trying to figure out what the student-athletes need, try to be their, you know, allies while at the same time challenging them. And, uh, yeah, you know, definitely developing those relationships, having fun with them, And, yeah, just trying to get those uh, successful seasons.
0: Spring of 2020, there was a global pandemic that affected everyone. But within your experience leading a program during such a difficult and confusing time, what was that experience like for you and your program?
1: I mean, obviously, you know, we're a fall sport and, you know, kind of thought that it would be done by the time fall came around. Yeah. But uh, just trying to stay in touch, you know, by Zoom and just trying to support them, you know, any way we could. One of my players reminded me that, you know, we have our annual Christmas party at my house, which we just had uh, last week, and reminded me that it was on Zoom last year. And I totally forgot about that. So, um, obviously that was, you know, in the fall, but... uh, Regardless, it was kind of some crazy times for everybody, but I'm glad we were able to at least connect in the fall of 2020, and then again a little bit the next spring.
0: So you move into the to the spring, and you're able to have competition uh, in Johnston Hall, which is great. You're going up against landmark conference opponents, so it's not like you're just doing inner squad scrimmages in the gym. So that must have been something the team was looking forward to since it was their only taste of real competition they were able to have. So what was your coaching process through that? Was it treated like a normal game? Was it a scrimmage? What was your thought process going into those events?
1: Well, even to back it up, I just kept reiterating to the team that we should be grateful that we had that chance to practice for six weeks, almost six weeks in the fall, and then again practice in the spring. Many teams across the country didn't have that opportunity. Well, on the flip side, a lot of teams practice the whole time. But I just kept, you know, trying to explain how we should be grateful and thankful even when we had to be in masks. And I actually used it more as those games, trying to figure out what my freshmen could do since obviously I couldn't see what they could do in the fall since we didn't play. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had some people out with injuries, so I played a lot of people in those matches um, just to kind of help me figure out, you know, how I saw them to help me with my recruiting class then moving forward and to just give them a taste of a college experience.
0: So after that spring season, you finally have a traditional fall preseason leading into uh, meaningful games that are about to happen this past fall season of 2021. You're stepping on the sideline for the first time at the sales to kick off the season. What were emotions were you feeling, but how did you prepare f- your team for that first event?
1: Well, we were really excited just to have preseason again and to be able to actually see each other and do things together mm-hmm. and be in groups. All those things we couldn't do, you know, the previous year. And so that was really fun to be back together. I was able to, in the spring of COVID, to have the team over to my house outside. So we had a dinner outside. We played games. And that was just so fun to just be able to do that. And then then coming in the fall and being able to meet again and to have some interaction with freshmen, seniors, you know, whatever it is um, that part was great. And it was really exciting to be back on the court again and be able to play in a real match. And, uh, you know, my seniors did a great job of, obviously we had that year off and a lot of difficult things, you know, happened for everybody. And so they took it upon their, themselves to reestablish what kind of the Raven way is and reestablish some good traditions. And this is what we do. This is what we don't do. And, Um, so they did a good job of bridging that gap from what we didn't have before.
0: That's awesome. And you were able to go on a road trip this year as well, taking a trip down to Colorado or over to Colorado, excuse me, to face some top tier programs this, uh, this year. Uh, what was that trip like with you and your team?
1: Uh, it was really fun. Uh, the gals had a great attitude. Obviously we had to take some early flights, had some long days, especially that first day, you know, maybe I overbooked us a little bit, but, um, you know, I just want them to get that experience of, you know, a beautiful state such as Colorado with the mountains and then be able to play some volleyball too. They had a great time. You know, we went to Rocky mountain national park, went to garden of the gods, you know, we had a, a great time just doing some team bonding things and, so that was a fantastic trip. Um, saw some beautiful scenery. Really enjoyed it, and of course, the volleyball piece was fun as well. Colorado College has a beautiful, you know, facility, and top-notch hosts. And so um, that was really a great trip.
0: Yeah, seeing the photos that you posted around the state, just the fact that you were there for your sport, but the given experiences is what it's all about, and to have those bonding moments within the team is definitely something I'm sure they appreciated after not really being able to be together for so long.
1: Right, and that's you know always been one of my mantras is, you know, if we're going to travel, then I'm going to give them that chance to see different parts of the country. And, you know, we've been to Texas a couple times. That was our second time in Colorado, California you know, Minnesota, because I could see my family as well. Um, So we always play, but we also, you know, take that extra day so that we can see some sights so they can truly experience what other places outside of Pennsylvania are like. So that's really important to me. And, you know, they'll hopefully have their memories, you know, for a long time from that trip. And I remember in, I think it was '02 where we went to California and was on The Price is Right. I don't know if you know this, LJ. But I was able to get tickets. Uh, and that was back when Bob Barker was the host of The Price is <laughs> Right. And uh, I was able to get tickets. And one of my players got up onto the show on The Price is Right and got up onto the stage on her last possible chance. Wow. And she actually won a couple things on The Price is Right
0: that is amazing
1: yeah that was a really really fun <laughs> trip we That's awesome. uh, had to get there three hours early i think it was a nine o'clock showing we had to get there at six and then we walked it was all outside of course um and there's an overhang we walked under that and there are some producers there and they just asked some questions and th- and i knew for sure one of us get chosen because usually a person from a group gets chosen there was another team there that day as well. Um, but they chose, like, my most quiet player, <laughs> Shannon McNeil. And uh, she got up there, you know, last chance possible. And it, it was a really fun time. But you're just sitting in your seats and, oh, my goodness, we had, you know, some parents with. And the, it, it was a fun, fun time.
0: A moment you'll never forget.
1: Yeah, we had T-shirts that say... uh we dig Bob, and we had a passer with <laughs> Bob Barker's head, like, uh, as the ball. And, uh, yeah, that was a really fun trip as well.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> so we, we move, out, uh, move throughout the season, and an impressive victory that took place in Johnson Hall this year, taking down rival Muhlenberg 3-1. to one. Uh, Reflect a little bit on that match and the, the environment uh, for you and the team in Johnson Hall that night.
1: Well, you know, we don't always get a lot of home matches just because the way our schedule lines up sometimes. And it's fun to be at home. You know, obviously they're our rivals. It's a new coach. I know Rob very well. He's worked my camps before. And, uh, yeah, we just started getting really gritty then. And we served well. We just were determined. And that was like a really big win for us and, you know, made it – a double bonus to make sure it was against Muhlenberg, too. So, yeah, that was a fun night.
0: I I remember that night specifically. We had another event going out on McEvick Field, and I heard eruptions coming from Johnson Hall from the press box that uh, it was so exciting, the fact that, like, I had to pull up live stats. I was like, we're ahead. We're going to do this. (laughs) The team's going to do this. And the fact that the team came together and took down one of our rivals, is it was just... To do that for this group of seniors, too, it it had to be special.
1: Right, and and it was, and it was really fun, especially since, you know, we didn't get to play last year, and, you know, volleyball is a huge game of ups and downs and momentum shifts, and, yeah, just really glad to have come up on top on that one.
0: I mentioned the seniors. You have three graduating uh, from the program this year. What can you talk to me about the impact they've left on your program?
1: Yeah, Kira and uh, Renee are actually graduating in December, so well soon here, mm-hmm. and then Seal will graduate in May. All four were pretty much four-year starters or contributors, and really solid, you know, in their positions. Uh, hard workers, competitive, loved the game, and so uh, they were a huge part of our offense, especially. And then you know, Kira is a, a Probably one of my best non-Libro defenders that I've coached. And so, yeah, we're really going to miss them next year and the impact they had for us.
0: So looking ahead to next year, your 30th season here at Moravian University College, uh, what are you most excited about and what can we look forward to coming from the volleyball program next season?
1: I would say, you know, I'm working on that That next class coming in, I have some good players who've deposited and probably some explosive play. I'm looking forward to, I think our passing is going to improve. We already have, you know, pretty good setting. And so just looking forward to the growth of our hitters to see them be able to put some more balls down. And we're still, we'll be a little bit young in some spots, but they have some great attitudes and they're a lot of fun. So... I'm looking forward to that part of next year as well. And, you know, uh, trying to work on some things this spring before the fall and uh, tweaking some things, I think that will help us as well.
0: Because yeah, you had a lot of contributors that were underclassmen as well really step up uh, th- this past fall. So to see the growth of them getting quality time on the, on the court, uh, definitely seeing the progression just through a season, but moving forward having the ability to work with them and – through a fall through this coming spring season definitely going to make an impact moving forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. It had um a lot of defenders that got a lot of reps this year and that's just going to you know help them move into our season next year and cut my freshman hitters again. I'm looking forward to seeing what their growth is going to look like.
0: Well, Shelly, thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon as we record another episode of the Hounds Huddle podcast. Thank you for taking me on a journey of your childhood all the way through your coaching career here at Moravian University and looking forward to what's to come the next year of Moravian University Volleyball. So, Shelly, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, LJ. Anything that you would ever want from me, LJ, you know that you can count on me.
0: Thank you. And I'll let you end the show with your famous phrase.
1: Go hounds.
0: I had so much fun sitting down and talking with head coach Shelley Bowder of the volleyball program. I am fortunate that I had the time to learn about how sports have made an impact on her and also how she continues to make memories with her student athletes. Be sure to follow the volleyball squad on social media at Moravian VB on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Moravian University Volleyball on Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and follow Moravian University Athletics as well. That's all I have for you on this episode of the Hound's Huddle Podcast. Until next time, I am LJ Smith, signing off.